You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Philosopher David Hume once said that accuracy in every case is advantageous to beauty. People say lots of things about dogs. We need to be able to separate what is accurate from the things we just wish were true about our dogs. This is Canine Nation. In addition to these podcasts, Canine Nation appears at Life is a Human, the online magazine. You can find an archive of all the Canine Nation articles at caninenation.lifeasahuman.com. Canine Nation also has its own website at caninenation.ca, and here you can find an archive and links to all of our podcasts and all of the articles at Life is a Human. Welcome to the Canine Nation podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brad. We're pleased to announce the publication of my third ebook, Relationships Life with Dogs. It's available at dogwise.com, amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, and all of the popular ebook sellers. Pick up a copy if you can. It's a great gift idea. We've made some changes to the podcast that we hope you'll like. We've changed the structure and the format. We still include one of my articles as the centerpiece of the podcast, but we'd be interested in any comments or suggestions you'd have as we move forward. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Swipe It's a revolutionary new product that literally swipes away cat hair from virtually any surface. You know, most of us struggle with a roller or vacuum cleaner to clean up cat hair, but anyone who has tried either of these knows they just don't work very well. But Swipe It's patent pending glove has a magnetic-like quality that removes cat hair from almost everything. And best of all, Swipe It's is machine washable, so you can use it over and over again. To order, just visit SwipeIt's.com. That's S-W-I-P-E ETS, a simple solution for shedding. Hi, I'm Dr. Robin Gansert, President and CEO of American Humane Association, the country's first national humane organization, here to tell you about our new show, Be Humane, on Pet Life Radio. Each week, we'll be bringing you the latest news and issues affecting our animal friends, and we'll also be bringing you interviews with Hollywood's biggest animal advocates, here to share tales about their pets and what they're doing to promote a more humane world. Our own highly experienced staff and friends the organization will also join us each week to share what they're up to in the animal world. I hope you'll stop by. Until then, let's always remember to be humane. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. This week's article is Dogs Beyond Reason. How do we know that what we learn about dogs is true? There's a process that all of us use in our everyday lives to determine what's true and what's not true based on the evidence in front of us. But there are very specific ways in which we're taught to use our reasoning powers. And I think a closer look at how we use those reasoning capabilities with relation to the information we receive about our dogs is something worth having a look at. And so, here's my article, Dogs Beyond Reason. If you are listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you think about dogs and dog training. If you are a regular listener, 
you probably spend more time than the average dog owner thinking about dogs and dog training. We humans are great at thinking. We like to do it, and we do it a lot. And we have even gone so far as to define the ways in which we reason to make sure that we have some good ways of getting at the truth of things. But sometimes that very predisposition to reasoning can get us into trouble. We have a tremendous capacity to use our reasoning abilities in ways that hinder rather than help our understanding. In his book, Blink, The Power of Thinking Without Thinking, author Malcolm Gladwell details many mechanisms of our reasoning that enable us to make snap judgments every day based on what seems to be a minimum of information. It can be astounding how correct and accurate that near-automatic reasoning can be. But Gladwell also details how those same reasoning mechanisms can lead us to the wrong conclusions if we don't engage in more careful reflection from time to time. When it comes to our dogs, bringing our reason to bear in trying to understand them and enjoy our lives with them can be both a blessing and a curse. The truth of it is that many of our conclusions about dogs and their behavior have been wrong over the years. Happily, there have been many wonderfully surprising things that we have also learned about man's best friend. As we strive to have satisfying lives with the dogs that we choose, we would do well to examine both how and what we think about them. Reasoning is our human way of using knowledge to draw conclusions, make predictions, or find explanations for the things we experience in our world. In general, there are three commonly accepted methods of reasoning, deductive, inductive, and abductive reasoning. Each of these methods has their particular strengths and weaknesses, and not surprisingly, no one method is superior to the others in solving a given problem. Let's look at each one individually, as they might apply to our dogs. Deductive reasoning begins with a general rule or rules and then applies them to specific conclusions. For example, if all dogs eat meat and chicken is a form of meat, then all dogs eat chicken. The strength of deductive reasoning is that it is a lot like math. 4 plus 2 equals 6. If we know that 4 is true and that 2 is true and that the process of addition is true, then the only logical conclusion to 4 plus 2 is 6. The inherent weakness of deductive reasoning is not in the reasoning itself, but in our assumption that the general rules put forward are true and accurate. Let's look at another deductive argument. All dogs are descended from wolves. All wolves live in competition-based social hierarchies called packs, which have an ultimate leader called an alpha wolf. Therefore, since dogs are descended from wolves, Dogs must also have competition-based social hierarchies called packs with an alpha dog. This seems a reasonable argument, and the deductive reasoning used here is sound. What is wrong with the argument is that some of the facts are questionable. Science does not have definitive proof at this point that dogs are truly descended from wolves. Noted wolf researchers have suggested that wolves do not in fact, live in competition-based hierarchies but in genetic family units where the oldest breeding pair are considered the alpha by virtue of being parents. And finally, there is no conclusive evidence that any sort of social structure is inherited without modification as a species changes over time due to changes in selection and environment. So, an argument like this might actually sound more like 
red plus banana equals heartbreak, given the questionable nature of the facts involved. What is critical here is that the general facts put forward to reach a conclusion must be accurate and true in deductive reasoning. Deductive reasoning guarantees its conclusion. If the general rules that we apply to the reasoning are true, then the conclusion must also be true. Inductive reasoning starts not from general rules, but from specific observations and leads to a more general application of the patterns that we observe. For example, 17 dogs in our training classes responded well to the use of food treats and a marker to teach the sit and down behaviors. Therefore, it is possible that this method of training using food treats and markers will also prove effective for teaching other behaviors not just with these same dogs, but with other dogs as well. The specific observations made with this group of dogs leads us to some conclusions about what was observed, but it does not provide a definitive conclusion. Unlike deductive reasoning, where the conclusion must be true, inductive reasoning puts forward a proposition that might be true. The advantage with inductive reasoning is that we are starting with observed facts. We know these things to be true. What remains in question is the extent to which what we have observed can be applied to form more general conclusions that are also valid. So deductive reasoning requires solid general rules in order to yield solid conclusions. Inductive reasoning requires solid observed data from which possible conclusions might arise. Unfortunately, in our everyday lives, particularly with our dogs, we don't have the luxury of having all of the facts or all of the observations necessary to make good decisions. That's where abductive reasoning comes in. Our ability to use the best available facts combined with the best available observations to come to the most likely conclusions. Sometimes our best guesses using abductive reasoning lead us to brilliant new insights, and other times they lead us totally astray. For all its usefulness and all its faults, it's the kind of reasoning that we use most often in our everyday lives. As I said earlier, no one of these forms of reasoning is likely to solve all of our problems. In fact, we use each of these forms of reasoning in varying amounts every day. If we wanted to verify that a general rule used in someone's deductive argument were true, we might use inductive reasoning to examine data to see if it were valid. Similarly, once we have done enough inductive reasoning to apply the data we have observed to enough general situations, we might come up with our own general rule that can be used in other deductive arguments to come to new conclusions as well. One thing that cannot be denied is that there is a virtual ocean of information out there about our dogs, their behavior, and their training. And here, we should heed the words of the Jedi and use our powers for good. Our powers of reason give us the ability to sift through all of the noise around us and pull out the truth that can sometimes be hidden. But we can only do that if we are careful and aware of how we are making our decisions. When you hear something new or different about dogs or dog training, do you question it? Do you wonder if or why such a thing could be true? The worst thing we can do is simply accept the word of someone else that we should do or not do something with our dogs. I have found in my own journey to learn and discover things about dogs, their behavior, and how best to teach them, that there are some long-held beliefs that just don't stand up in the light of what science now knows about dogs. 
There is no scientific proof that dogs will work for us, quote, because they love us, unquote. And yet thousands of dog trainers aspire to train without any kind of rewards based on the fact that that is true. How many other facts about dogs will we find are just as invalid? And what happens to our deductive reasoning when the facts that many of those well-reasoned conclusions are based upon are proven false? I guess for me, it's just important to keep searching. The more I have come to know about dogs, the more I am aware of just how much I don't know about dogs. So I keep observing, reasoning, forming conclusions, testing those conclusions, and then throwing out those that don't make any sense so I can come to some new understanding. It's the way of science. Physicist Lawrence Krauss once said, quote, Beliefs don't change the facts, but the facts should change your beliefs, unquote. There are many beliefs about dogs and dog training, and there are also facts. The best dog trainers and owners will change their beliefs when they learn the facts. As for the rest, well, pity the poor dogs. We observe, we deduce, we reason, we form our conclusions, and then we should start again. Until next time, have fun with your dogs. Some additional resources for you to think about after listening to this podcast. Be sure to check out Malcolm Gladwell's book, Blink, The Power of Thinking Without Thinking. It contains some great information on how we can fool ourselves using reason, but also how we sometimes know what is true, even if we don't know why. Also check out the Wikipedia page on logical reasoning, and there's some good background there on all three of the types of reasoning we discussed in this article. Finally, I wanted to leave you with a quote from physicist Stephen Hawking. The greatest enemy of knowledge is not ignorance. It is the illusion of knowledge. I don't think it's just enough to learn things. We also have to be able to tell fact from fiction, what is true from what is nonsense, and what is sound advice from just technobabble. Important words there from Professor Hawking. Don't forget you can pick up any of my ebooks from dogwise.com, a great resource for anything you're looking for with regard to dogs, DVDs, books, toys, and more. Also check out our Canine Nation Facebook page and our Canine Nation Forum Facebook group. We also have a Canine Nation Google Plus community where you can also add your discussions if you prefer that. And finally, we have a Twitter account that you can communicate with us on. It's canine underscore nation. If you have a question or comment for us, please feel free to contact the Canine Nation podcast at barks at caninenation.ca. We look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, take care of the dogs. Bye for now. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.